different times along the way, I talk about what this congregation is asked to do in order to be a safe place for a diverse group of people. Um, today, I feel like I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Uh, I might be talking kind of at cross purposes because there are three ideas that I think are important for all of us to keep in mind. And they kind of have a struggle between them. Last week I talked about how for the last at least three decades this congregation has endeavored to help people understand their individual worth. Feel, to feel empowered as people, to fight, to understand that no matter who you are, you have value and you are important. But all of that individualism and uniqueness that we fostered in many ways works against who we're being called to be now in the world. We don't lose that, but if we stay focused on that, we absolutely lose sight of the bigger picture. And, uh, and, and if we are spending time indulging ourselves because we deserve it, Odds are really good that we're going to be contributing to systems that keep other people from benefiting from the same things. The, the three points. One is everybody here has a right in this world to feel safe. That's asking a lot. There's a whole lot about this world I don't know. And admittedly, I'm glad I haven't seen it firsthand. But I'm not oblivious to the fact that it's here. Nobody can make us feel safe if we're carrying our fears around with us. So part of it is doing our work to find out what's underlying our sense of unease and try to do the spiritual development that makes us feel connected to the part of us that knows, I hope, that I believe shows us love is everlasting. Love can, is not something that can be destroyed. Love is something that permeates the space between the atoms. What humans do with that, the ways we close our eyes, the ways that we contribute to destructive things 
are very often unintentional. We can't keep everybody safe. It's just where we are in this world right now. Hopefully in communities like this, we can create an environment where people can come and trust that they're safe. We're human. People make mistakes. People have different senses of what appropriate boundaries are. And we have to be empowered enough as individuals to say that you're getting, you're, you know, that's not okay with me. We have to teach our children to say that's not okay. so that we have some self-safety. But the second part is trying to make a place where others feel safe. There are people that just touch by the congregation. Maybe you see them once every six months. They don't engage with us deeply. They're not here often. They come because it's a safe place and their life has fallen apart. And they hope just maybe by touching base here they get something to carry with them. I'm thinking of a, a couple of people who Over the last few years, we've lost. Because they come in, they present smiling faces, try to do everything they can to take care of other people, and are drowning. We can't fix everything. that we can be mindful when we come here that there are always people coming because they need this space. They don't need a place where people just vent and bellyache and pile up on, on whatever side of an issue rings true for them. We do have to stand and tell truth to power. We have to live into what we understand truth to be. This place is not where we indulge ourselves and hopping up on our soapboxes and rattling off everything that we're angry about. People need us here. And the only thing that's going to help that is if they find beloved community when they get here. And that means us continuing to learn and grow forever. 
into a love that's bigger and deeper and more profound than we can imagine each step along the way. It's always out in front of us. It's always bigger than we are. It's always something we are growing towards and into. We have to hold each other accountable. And trust that the people that hold us accountable are doing it because they care. And help each other learn how to do that respectfully and lovingly so we're not accosting each other when we do it. We learn our cultures. We learn what feels civil to us in our environments when we're growing up. There are things of every single family represented in this room that are different than everybody else in this room. But we come together and we think we have an agreed upon culture and pretty much it's a white dominant, male dominant perspective. That we're trying, trying, trying to learn to get beyond and see past and question and open. We've had two books over the summer that don't, they're the ones I'm thinking of right now. I know there have been more that, that I have asked to make a congregational read. One was Dignity by Donna Hicks and the one that we're still working on in adult ed is Waking Up White. If you have access to books, if you have access to an e-reader, if you have uh, some place that you can share a book, I invite those of you who haven't yet to read this. It's important stuff. It will help us be a place to make other people safe. We also have some copies we can give you if, if it's a challenge right now. And we're happy to do that. Um, Imagine that you've heard that expression, you know, ships are safe when they're in the harbor, but that's not what ships are for. We're the vessels of the message. Or we can be, if we choose to be, if we engage, if we get out of the harbor, where it's not safe. So how do we prepare for that? Susan this morning in the adult ed class shared a reading from uh, Nathan Ryan, uh, one of our colleagues in Baton Rouge. And he was talking about the easy work 
is saying, this is wrong. You guys are over there being bad. You know, that's evil. That's hatred. See how good we are? We're not like that. But the work that changes it is finding ways to talk and change the lives of people that are in places that are hateful. And you don't do it by yelling at them. Just because I'm yelling at you. (laughs) What makes us feel safe is lack of threats. Familiarity, um, maybe predictability, a sense of belonging, being treated respectfully, a sense of control. Maybe it's quiet. Maybe it's sound. Maybe it's a sense of adequate resources. But when we pull together, we can help each other have a whole lot of those things, even if they're not a part of our lives outside of here. And if we're here and develop ourselves spiritually, I ain't going to advocate for that all day, every day. Because there has to be a core sense of of being supported by something we can't explain. Or define. that we can carry with us when we leave here or we fall back into habits of being strident and and being fearful and and, uh, and it takes practice. This is where we practice. We have to be here to do it. We can't just come in, sit for an hour and leave and Okay, I'm better at that now. So maybe you can help me think of ways we can get together and practice and and, and bolster each other to become the love, to be the change that we want to live and walk out in the world so that when we're standing speaking truth to power, we have a power with us just in the room that's palpable. People can feel it if it isn't grounded in fear, if it isn't grounded in hatred, if it isn't grounded in frustration, if we can, if we can make our ways to the place from which the universe continues to unfold. can do so much. I was speaking about the topic of safety with a a therapist friend that many of us know. Uh, (laughs) Who who pointed out 
that in order for kids to feel curious and like it's okay to go explore their world and investigate, they have to feel safe. Now, a lot, a lot of folks get to Unitarian Universalism because they have felt either uh, some kind of break with a tradition that they came from. Something didn't sit right. Maybe they, um, maybe they were victims of, of religious abuse. Maybe they have never been a part of the church. Maybe they have grown or developed in their own journey in such a way that that tradition just doesn't, doesn't feel true anymore or doesn't align perfectly with where they are. And they want a place to ask questions. But in order to trust that it's okay to go looking for a place to ask questions, we have to have a sense of self and a sense of uh, some sense of safety, unless the place that you're leaving is so bad that going into the unknown is it, you don't have anything to lose. And people come here from there too. We can't assume we're all like none. There are, there are ideals that we share and that we hold up and try to live into, but we don't agree on everything else. We, as we say in our adult covenant, we assume everyone is in the room all the time. The people we don't agree with may be standing next to you and you just don't know. And if we make sweeping statements about stuff, we're gonna, we're being disrespectful. Abraham Maslow, when we study psychology, you run into a lot. Um, he, he set up a hierarchy of needs. You know, first you have to have um, your phys physical needs met. You know, your breathing and food and water and, and shelter. Um, then from there, once those are met, you can move into things like safety and security. You know, your health and your property and family and some kind of social stability. Um, and then beyond that is love and belonging and a sense of intimacy and a sense of connection. And then beyond that is where we develop a sense of self. All these other things have to be met first. And if we're starting out here trying to serve people, we're letting the things that make us comfort, comfortable, that we have come to think we have to have, be prioritized over the things that actually make people safe. I, I'm, I, I mention all of that just to say that he also said in any given moment, we had two options. To step forward into growth or to step back into safety. If you have safety, step out. 
we are threatened. And if you're someplace in the middle, let's work for balance. 